Welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about ditching diet culture and helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight by helping them keep it simple. I'll be sharing tips, nutrition information, and actionable strategies. Plus, I'll be your coach to keep you motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. All right, let's get started. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Mom Life Weight Loss. This is part two in my three-part series on busting weight loss myths. If you missed part one, head on over when you're done listening here and take a listen. You don't need to listen to them in order. Every part in the series busts five new myths. Misinformation is everywhere. I'm here to help end it. In today's episode, I'm going to bust the myths. You can out-exercise a bad diet. You'll see results instantly. Supplements can help you lose weight, cutting gluten guarantees weight loss, and drinking alcohol will derail your diet. Stick around until the end. My tip this week is a friendly reminder from one of my favorite sassy obesity doctors. All right, let's get started. Ready for the hard facts? It's time for you to embrace bread, a glass of wine, and get out of the gym. No, you are not listening to the wrong podcast. I am still talking about weight loss. These are common myths that I'm going to debunk today. Let's get straight into it. Our first myth is you can't out-exercise a bad diet. This first myth is a real doozy. I live with R, and I am still trying to convince him this is fiction, not fact. Research has proven over and over that while exercise can help with weight loss, shedding pounds is primarily due to what you are putting in your mouth. Exercise actually accounts for very little of your total energy expenditure. And that's what we talk about when you know people talk about counting calories and how much energy do you burn and how many calories you, you need in a day. That's what your energy expenditure is. How many calories do you need to beat your heart, breathe, get up and move around, etc. Actually, exercise is a very, very small portion of this total energy expenditure. And you always are burning way less calories than you think that you are. I also find that people end up eating more to compensate for days that they've done exercise or activity. It can be a double whammy. It can be that because they're more hungry because they were active, but it can also be because they think that, oh, I exercised, so I get to eat this, or I deserve to eat whatever item it is. And it can really derail your efforts to lose weight and meet your health goals, or it can just stall you and get you stuck on a plateau. I'm not saying don't exercise. Obviously, there's a huge benefit to physical activity, your cardiovascular health, muscle gains, etc. But I always want people to think of it as it's a bonus to whatever other strategies you're doing. It's not your only pathway to weight loss. Exercise is important, 
what you're eating and putting into your body is more important. You can't just exercise and hope that you're going to lose weight and not change anything that you're doing in terms of your nutrition. The next myth is you're going to see results right away. I say this all the time and I'll probably never stop saying it. Everyone is an individual. That means everybody has a different metabolism, hormones, a different social and eating environment, different health issues, previous weight loss attempts. I could go on and on. This all plays a role in how much weight you lose and how quickly you lose it. And results can take time. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just means that it's very important to be consistent and be patient, which is so, so hard. Results don't come the second you start eating healthily, and this can be a huge hit to your motivation and your drive to keep going. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to motivate you. I'm here to help you set really small goals. I'm here to support you and keep you motivated in those moments where you feel frustrated and overwhelmed and like you're ready to give up. That's why it's great to work with somebody because it can be really disheartening to feel jazzed and ready to go and make all these changes and then you don't see any results right away. So I don't want that to deter you from the great changes that you are making in your life to achieve your goals. Our next myth is supplements can help you lose weight. This one is definitely in the running for one of my least favorite myths. And it's the one that the diet industry really does prey on a lot. Despite claims that are made by companies and the internet, there is no data to suggest that supplements consistently work to help you lose weight and keep it off. Supplements are also not really well regulated in Canada, so you're not always necessarily getting in the supplement what the label claims is in it. It's important to remember it's not a well-regulated industry and supplements can make lots of claims that aren't supported by true evidence-based research. I also want to just note that supplements are different from weight loss medication. There are medications that are proven to aid with weight loss. That's something that you need to speak with your doctor about, whether it is something that is right for you and something that you need to help you achieve your goals. So supplements for losing weight, which are not real, and weight loss medication are not the same thing. So it's important that we make that difference between the two of them. I just want you to know, don't do it. Don't take the supplement. Don't spend the $100 on a month's supply of whatever X supplement somebody is touting to you that helps them, it's just not worth it. Spend that $100 and go buy yourself something that you really want instead. <laughs> Our next myth is that going gluten-free guarantees weight loss. So just a little definition at the beginning of this myth about what gluten is. Gluten is a group of seed storage proteins that are found in certain cereal grains such as wheat, rye, barley, and triticale. Most commonly, the breads and cereals and pastas that are found in grocery stores and are the most commonly consumed here in North America. Okay, so with my little definition done, going gluten-free is such a fad that won't go away. Ah, outside of people who have celiac disease, which is very, very, very rare, and people with 
gluten intolerance, which is also rare and needs to both need to be diagnosed, there is absolutely no health reason to cut out gluten. Gluten foods often are very high in fiber. And we all know, Ben, I'll give you a reminder that fiber is important for health and weight management. It helps regulate your blood sugar. It helps give you longer lasting fullness. And it's important for your gut health. Whenever I speak with clients who tell me that they know someone who went gluten-free and lost weight, I often say that it's hard to know whether it was going gluten-free that aided in their weight loss or whether they just by default also started eating a healthier diet at the same time. So if they cut out gluten, did they just cut out all carbohydrates from their diet, therefore forcing them to eat more proteins and fruits and vegetables, and therefore started to eat less processed foods and ate more balanced? So was it the fact that they are not eating gluten that helped them lose the weight? Or was it the fact that they were eating more foods in moderation, less processed, more fruits and vegetables that also aid with weight loss. So it's kind of like a chicken or an egg situation. Was it the gluten or did they actually just make their diet healthier, which you can accomplish and include gluten at the same time. The other thing that's important to remember with gluten-free diets is that gluten-free products are often higher in sugar and processed items because they are trying to replace the taste and the texture that that gluten protein provides in products. So if you go and you compare a slice of gluten-free bread to regular gluten-containing bread, you'll often notice that it has many more ingredients in the gluten-free product. It's usually higher in sugar and total carbohydrates. So gluten-free products are often can be detrimental to your weight loss efforts because the equivalent gluten-free food can be higher in calories and sugar than its counterpart that maybe you would have been consuming anyways. So again, unless you are celiac or gluten intolerant, both which need to be diagnosed, there is no reason you can't eat gluten. My recommendation is to eat a variety. If you want to start eating different types of grains, that's great. Put more variety into your diet through other grains like oats or spelt or amaranth, bulgur. There's lots of other grains that we don't eat a lot of because gluten just became, sorry, wheat just became the main source of our grains. But there's lots of variety out there that you can choose from, and that will help you get different sources of fiber and reduce your intake of gluten if that is what is important to you. But it's not necessarily the gluten being cut out of your diet that leads to weight loss. The last myth for this episode is that drinking alcohol will derail your diet. I've talked about alcohol a little bit before in my socializing episode and my summer survival tips episode, and I just want to go over it again here in case you didn't listen to those two episodes. Yes, alcohol has calories, and yes, they are what I would consider an empty calorie, which means that they're not providing you with any nutritional value for your body when you are consuming them. However, this does not mean you can't drink alcohol. It's more important about how much are you drinking, how often are you drinking, and what are you choosing when you are drinking. Those three things are much more important about whether you are drinking or not drinking. 
I always recommend that making a plan in advance for how much you're going to drink, how many days in the week you're going to drink, and what types of drinks you're going to choose is important to helping alcohol not derail all your dietary efforts. And finding out with the guidance of a dietitian, me, what works best for you can help you fit alcohol into your life if that is something that you would like to include. This brings me into my tip this week. I follow a popular obesity doctor named Dr. Yoni Friedhoff. He's often seen in the media. And uh, while I don't always agree with everything that he says, I do agree with one of his favorite sayings. I'm sharing it with you here today as my tip of this episode. I hope you can have it as a friendly reminder along with you on your weight loss journey. Here is his favorite saying, you lose weight in the kitchen, you gain health in the gym. Okay, so it goes along with my myth of you can't exercise a bad diet, but it's nice, a nice succinct way to remember it. You lose weight in the kitchen, you gain health in the gym. All right, that is the end of this part two of my Busting Weight Loss Myths series. I hope you have learned something new in today's episode and that if you were doing one of these things that maybe you have been inspired to stop doing it. I debunked that you can out-exercise a bad diet, you'll see results instantly, supplements can help you lose weight, cutting gluten guarantees weight loss, and drinking alcohol will derail your diet. Catch you next week for the final part of our series. Thanks for listening. You can find a summary of the show and all the links I mentioned in my show notes, which you can find at lauravermander.com slash podcast. If you're looking for a little bit more community, make sure you join my free Facebook group, Moms Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. The link is in my show notes. Finally, if you like this episode, make sure you follow the show and I'd love if you take a minute to leave a review or share with a friend. All right, excited to chat again next week. Bye for now.